Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. This episode of the IGN UK podcast is brought to you by Audible. With a new universe, a new set of superheroes, a new reason to believe. Stan Lee's Alliances, a trick of light. Only on Audible. Jesus Christ, those cats were terrifying. Welcome to the IGN UK podcast. <laughs> oh man, I was going to go in with that. Uh, oh, did you see the scary trailer? No, it wasn't it. It was cats. Oh, I stole it your thunder there. Not, ruined not it already. The first yeah, time, is yeah, it? Yeah, no. Hello, Dale. Hello, I'm Dale. Yes, you are Simon. Yes. Hello, Matt. <laughs> hey, how you doing? I'm good. What do you think of the cats? Um, yeah, they're they're a bit more than mildly terrifying aren't they <laughs> this is the thing like do you guys like have like a connection to cats by any not at all I've I never saw it at the theatre and yeah I'm yeah, I can say no. My <laughs> only knowledge of cats is from Team America. Right. Where yeah. one of the characters is raped by the cast of cats. <laughs> That's probably it. Uh, not so much. Uh, my, so um, when I was a kid, like, because my mum loves Andrew Lloyd Webber. So like the sound of all of those musicals, particularly Cats, is like just sort of weirdly runs under my childhood. Okay. Um, so I've kind of familiar. And I guess maybe because I've seen it for such a long time, like the actual concept of human cats isn't quite as frightening to me mm. however when you watch that trailer <laughs> it's not right is it there's something no. fucks up which one do you, which one do you think's the worst <laughs> the worst looking cat from cats i mean i cat know the trailer. answer i know the answer well on a pure just humanistic level james corden just because he shouldn't appear anywhere just his, his I, voice is worse than any so visuals much. in that trailer yeah, yeah. jason derulo is he <laughs> when he peers through the window and has that little cheeky smile yeah. and you can just about see I, it's uh, him age him up a little and he just looks a little bit like Barry Manilow. <laughs> it's quite terrifying. I, I, it makes sense for me in a, in, you know, a theatre performance mm-hmm. why humans might be dressed as cats. Mm. It kind of, it's okay. I think it's weird it in is, a film form. Like, it's, I appreciate how full on balls out mad they've gone with it. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm from that like, perspective yeah. as well. I'd rather that than it was like just some CGI cats that well, spoke. Could it be like, yeah, what the Lion King is? See, I wouldn't want that. Like, yeah. I think if you're going to make cats, part of it is the slightly weirdness of the fact that they're supposed mm. to be... I mean, they're not in the fiction. They're not supposed to well, be human cats. They, they to, are. What I do know just about cats, the theatre, right? is it... Am I right in thinking it's quite balletic? Yeah, it's very, very dense. Like, that would be yeah. weird if they're on all fours at all time, like, <laughs> yeah. and suddenly mm-hmm. they're doing pirouettes. Yeah. So I understand... I fully understand why... <laughs> that would be weird. Yeah, and that. I kind of trust Tom Hooper just because I love Lamez so much. His his direction and his ability to craft a scene is is basically impeccable. But I think the big thing that I keep coming back to is if you compare what the cats in this look like to what they look like on stage, on stage they've actually got makeup on their faces that makes them look like they've got cat features. Okay. They've just got human faces in yeah, this. Yeah, they're yeah. cat bodies with face swap. They're not really cat <laughs> bodies though, are they? I mean, they're, they're near <laughs> enough, right? Human bodies with yeah. hair on them and yeah, a tail. Okay, yeah. But yeah. it's like they don't have like cat nose. Like mm. all, if you got out, you know the Snapchat filter that puts cat noses <laughs> on that you see hundreds <laughs> of people on Instagram yeah, doing? Yeah. Just do that with it and they 
they look a little bit better. I'm but at the moment, confused by the whole scale of it because like, on the streets mm. they look normal size, but then they go into these houses and they're yeah. small compared to the yeah. Beds there's a bit when, on, when they jump on a couch, don't they? And yeah. they're just like sort of they're almost like hobbit sized, aren't they? Yeah. It's so just sort of weird middle I'm ground. kind of rolling with. It. I like I like the absurdity of it, yeah. but it's just the moment it pans from that to their faces, mm. I just like all my you know. <laughs> crawl away into my like little cavern that I can go to and just go no no please wipe from yeah, mine yeah, yeah. as soon as you're familiar like so I don't know a lot about cats or as far as I know it's about some like down and out cats who want a better life is that the gist of it <laughs> uh, not quite so basically the story of cats is um, and I won't spoil it because obviously them, it. there might yeah. be some people out there that yeah. actually really want to see it and aren't terrified of it uh, basically it's about a gang of cats that every year they have a ball and it's where like I don't think it's the leader of the cats but it's like their spiritual leader will choose one of them to ascend to the afterlife oh, okay. it's kind of like Broken Age the game <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, but obviously the whole thing is like cats have nine lives and so it's they get to ascend to the next one and they choose one and basically the whole reason why um, each of the songs is one each of the cats introducing themselves and telling themselves about them okay. about why they should be ascended to the afterlife but each of those um, songs is actually a T.S. Eliot poem just okay. done to like, like, so Andrew Lloyd oh. Webber didn't write the musical as lazy in. yeah I know right <laughs> <laughs> he just read a book it's, so it's this little bit I'm fairly sure T.S. Eliot wrote it for like his children right okay. and you know all of these poems just about cats but because T.S. Eliot's like the way he writes poetry is very similar to what lyrics are in the mm. modern day. Um, Andrew Lloyd Webber made some music to go underneath Is this it. what T.S. Eliot had in mind, do you think? If I he don't... saw this trailer, what do you think he would have <laughs> thought? Imagine, imagine. Yeah, he, um, I, d I don't really want to use the term spinning in his grave, <laughs> yeah. but like, I think he would be very surprised that this is what we got out of his book of poems about cats. Do... Is this... A human world they're living in. Then are there humans in the? Are they actual meant to be actual cats or are they meant to be anthropomorphized? No, I think they are supposed yeah. to actually be cats. But I know that the whole point of the poems is is they've got like they've got very human elements to them. And I think the whole point was sort of explaining the human experience through cats. Okay. Because mm. even though like the actual musical is quite fun and it's got lots of like comedic bits to it but it's actually quite melancholic at the start because it is about the mortality of cats right so <laughs> I, I gotta say I could not give a shit about watching this film it was a very off-putting trailer but yeah. I am kind of in I'm very intrigued by the whole thing there's nothing like it at all yeah. until they do Starlight Express which is a musical about trains yeah <laughs> he loves he loves it doesn't it's, it, it Andrew Andrew stuff he's, he freaks me out fucking weird yeah. like he's, he's a weird shit He's a he's a very gremlin looking <laughs> fucker, isn't he? Do you reckon like like Sonic is now like all this up about the way I looked? Look at them! Yeah. Look at them! <laughs> They're not changing them. Though. I'm having to go back to the drawing board. Why aren't they? Yeah. It's mad. Yeah, I will watch it though because I am posh to musical. And like you said, are Tom a big Hooper's, musical fan. Aren't I do you? like. Yeah. I love yeah, a musical. We were discussing it earlier, yeah. talking about you, you love a bit of La La Land. I do. I love a bit of La La Land. Lay Lil, uh, Lay Miz is brilliant. What is your favourite musical? Uh, I think we went for this. See, La La Land from a film perspective, but I think overall, Lay Miz. Okay. Or West what Side about, Story. Yeah. What about from a theatre perspective? From a theatre perspective, well, like just the so the core songs. The core songs. Well, I think Lay Miz probably wins that. Okay. It is strong. Mm. I've always had Do a you know fun. What? I love Choo Choo Bam Bang, which is yeah. technically a musical. Love and that one as the a original kid. Willy Wonka. 
Yeah, that's a yeah. really boring answer. I love Grease. I think the music Grease is, is, is fantastic. Yeah, Grease is a modern musical. Like I yeah. say, modern. I know it's a nineteen fifties set thing, but long time ago. Um, I really like Sweeney Todd. Yeah, okay, it's like yeah. it's a prop. It's yeah. a horror musical to a degree, right? Mm. Yeah. And also as a in the out there choice, a Jeff Wayne's War of the Worlds. Okay, yeah, absolute yeah, banger. Sure. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Well, from one terrifying trailer, Dale, <laughs> hey. onto another one. Bloody hell. It Chapter 2. Yeah, that's, that's equally terrifying, but in a in a so different I way. Didn't, like, it's the same with It 1. I really loved It Chapter 1. Mm-hmm. Um, but I never, never found it an overly scary film. I found it more the moments are meant to be scary and I think they went for this as well like actually funny the way Pennywise speaks and looks sometimes is just more funny than but, it is scary did you never find like not necessarily fear but just this uh, this just disturbing Dread. idea of, of the way he looks like I found yeah. myself the first time I watched it just not even wanting to look at him because he's just so yeah. disturbing there is that constant at. sense of anyone or anything in the background could be him which yeah. is that classic thing from like the original Halloween of just in the back frame, Mark mm-hmm. Miles could be there. I, I love that even the little touches that he adds to Pennywise, where which are actually things that he can naturally do, like moving one of his eyeballs slightly mm-hmm. off centre, and also the lip thing he does with the dribble like coming out of the bottom of his lip. Like I've seen an interview with him where he's just showing that he just does that. It's not CGI. His eyeball actually moves that way, and that makes it extra disturbing. Oh, yeah. I'm well up for it though, because yeah. it's gonna be good, isn't it? I think I think it looks really good, and it lo- it feels like. A step up from the first one as well maybe in a production level um i don't know what the budget is for well i mean like the last one did gangbusters yeah exactly didn't it? Right, so, yeah. so the it seems like be bigger just this, for the cast they have to be well yeah it seems like there's more behind it now i don't know it just that trailer just reeked of like really high production mm. i really like the i think it's the last shot of the trailer where it is pretty much just scars guard without much makeup yeah. at all but still mm-hmm. i think looking more terrifying than normal just because he looks yeah. I think the thing Wait, with horror gone. films that get me most are the bits that are more relatable to us. Like the Pennywise stuff is like when I was a kid, clowns and Pennywise terrified me. But nowadays it is more like, yeah, the actual things that could happen, like mm-hmm. humans just wearing makeup and sure. wanting to kill me. Yeah. <laughs> Happens daily to me. I don't know about <laughs> you. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm generally have been pretty safe from clowns, but yeah, I get what you get what you're talking about I think we like, have spoken about like Eden Lake is one of the horror films that I don't deal with very well just because okay. it's a bunch of hoodies sort of like terrorising people and mm. it's like that anywhere I walk that could happen yeah <laughs> you're right like for me like the ones that are usually based on true stories are the ones that like tough. I remember Wolf Creek like really mm. disturbing me mm-hmm. because it was just a true story you yeah. know? and just that like, you know that this guy did exist yeah. in this world and there was nothing supernatural about him who's just a, yeah. pers- a demented person. For me, person. it's Kill List that gets me the last uh, like half an hour of that turns from one film to another. And it's that sort of thing, like flame, like torches in the woods, mm-hmm. cult sort of things. Yeah. That's why I don't like. I'm still probably going to go see Midsummer next week. And yes, I, still, I, I uh, that, yeah. that probably will yeah. stay with me, I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> but it yeah. still looks terrifying, I think. And I'm still up for it. Mm-hmm. You're still up for it, are you? Yeah, mate. Do you know you're still up for it? Go on. Maverick (laughs) (laughs) Top Gun Tom Cruise he's still flying planes Dale I've got a confession to make yeah never seen Top Gun do you know what I've got a confession to make I've never seen Top Gun (laughs) (laughs) unbelievable I I feel like I have seen Top Gun though because I've seen Hot Shots Uh, don't get me wrong I kind of know what happens and I've seen key scenes and obviously seen the gifs just (laughs) sit down and watch it yeah there's a lot of films to get through it's a a classic it is one I want to watch because I do I genuinely really enjoy Tom Cruise he is don't get me wrong absolutely not a great director yeah 
but Tom Cruise, I think, is a brilliant actor. Danger Zone is a banger as it well. Is. Maybe yep. worth watching it just to see that. You love volleyball as well? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but I thought the trailer was quite cool, actually. I, like, really, I just watched it just because yeah. I saw it on the running order. I thought mm-hmm. I'd best watch it before I come in. And like I said, even though I've never seen it, I've got a good vibe of what... I know. I feel like I know what that film is, and yeah. I've seen Hot Shots, so it's mm-hmm. just a parody of it, so yeah. I feel like I've seen it anyway. And it's not what I expected like a sequel to be. It's really. quite melancholic, isn't yeah, it? Absolutely, for, like, yeah, absolutely. Very much so. I, I quite like the idea of the world of aviation and sort of like you know fighter pilots has moved on yet Tom Cruise just can't deal with it yeah. so that whole idea of him becoming almost like you know how James Bond is described as the dinosaur of MI6 and he's yeah. like he's an old school spy can't deal with the modern world and like the way that Ed Harris is talking to me in that where he's just like you know you're a dinosaur you're gonna it, sort of this like this is a dying breed though why, yeah. why, are, why are fighter pilots a dying breed I guess is he a Drone fighter strikes, pilot mate. Drone, well yeah, yeah. like obviously, is he from yeah. the analogue yeah. here <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, obviously, yeah it makes sense that you say it yeah, yeah. Is, I guess from the analog era of warfare, and it's all digital now. Yeah, that's like right. I like that, and the idea of kind of like I suppose the first film sets up like his entire life is basically about being a you know the Top Gun, you know, yeah. sort of like this incredible fighter. The pilot. hot shot, some might say. There we go. <laughs> um, yeah, and I sort of like the idea of just that's what his life is. Can't move on. There's nothing else for him. In the same way that we watch all these superheroes, where it's like there's not another life for Batman. Right? Yeah. He's got to be the Batman. Yeah, I'm sort of intrigued to see what that does to him. Mm. Are you a partic- Do you really enjoy the first one? Is it? So it's my dad's favorite film. Oh, wow. so I've seen it quite oh, a lot. Okay, <laughs> um, and it's one of those films where you know where um, you've seen it that many times, and it, you started seeing it when you were a kid. That sort of, it's not even like you can mentally plot the plot. It's just you know it as like a holistic blueprint rather right. than running it through. It's it's just there. It's just a part of my early life. Yeah. Um, and so I don't even know if I love it. I just know that it's something that's an important part of me yeah. because of where it comes it's hard from. It's with something that was like just imprinted on you as a yeah. child. Like you can't, it's hard to step back as an adult and look at it mm-hmm. like from a, like a subjective point of view and say, okay, sorry an objective point of view and say this is actually good this is actually bad you know you yeah. just know as a tra- fond memories as a child that's yeah exactly it's like that, i suppose for a lot of people that's the same with star wars right yeah. and but it's case of my dad could have top gun on while i was around because it's not particularly super violent it's not overly sweary hmm. um the only yeah. connection i really have to top gun is because i never saw the film as a kid but i did have the nes game oh really well, my dad did anyway so i remember playing that when i was like i don't know probably like five or six and just i think i like there was got about two levels in I remember it maybe because I was five or six but I remember <laughs> yeah. it was being very hard games were very hard back then as yeah, well, they were so. and also yeah. being five or six makes it extra hard <laughs> I was definitely not a Top Gun well <laughs> never mind maybe you'll be able to graduate maybe one day so other trailers though well, what have we got we've got some we've other got trailers coming, thing up, coming back mm-hmm. from the fucking 80s <laughs> Terminator is fucking back again wait have they released a trailer for that I saw there was a behind the scenes yeah, feature, yeah. Right? featurette where they've gone there's a couple more clips of Arnie smashing another Terminator's face in yeah <laughs> I so I think I've said this before I'm just I'm not the world's biggest Terminator fan I appreciate it for what it is the first mm-hmm. two anyway but I've just I've never had that connection to it I never watched them when I was that young and one thing I do love is the music yeah. so I heard that yeah. and that's why I was happy with that I, say, I, I was a huge fan as a kid and I still am to a degree and I feel like I watch every one of them on the hope and this sort of false promise that this is going to be the one that's yeah. as good as these ones and every time I feel every time I feel like a little bit more let down like I thought three was fine four was 
not very good but watchable and then Genesis is just utterly forgettable so I feel like they're, st- they're getting worse mm. and worse and worse every time so do you think I this could be the one though no Dale? I don't like, I think Linda it's Hamilton gonna... Edward Furlong's back yeah, they're, but, they're like, pushing Cameron a lot as well so yeah. and he's involved we were talking about this earlier Edward Furlong what, what are they bringing him back who's I that serve <laughs> like obviously it serves him and they'd, I guess they're just they're playing with us though aren't they they're saying it's like true, yeah. what does everyone love about Terminator 1 and 2 like let's just take everything from that not the actual like write a good story mm-hmm. they're just take they're all the elements and throw them into well, this the one the only thing like there's a one and a half minute I think like feature on behind scenes and it's just people going there's lots of fucking action but, like, that's the only thing they say over and over again it's like non-stop yeah there's like, non-stop action in people. Genesis as well yeah, it doesn't like, mean it's any good see, that's actually the thing that like you know, I think T2 is a phenomenal action movie. Yeah, like it is I agree. Yeah. The best of, probably the best of its decade, maybe. One of the, definitely one of the best, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think T1 is my favourite thing, and that's because, like, it's basically a horror movie. Yes, yeah. And I prefer, in the same way that, like, I prefer Alien to Aliens, like... I love the dread of the future coming back to chase you down and it's just relentless. Mm-hmm. And I think the thing is, is because T2 was such a huge hit... They've always made the same films. Every, They've every always tried film. to evoke that, yeah. haven't they? Yeah. Even in this feature, you just see like a lorry on a highway in California during the day and you're like, well, yeah. I see what you're going for. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so yeah. it's like, there's always got to be a good Terminator and there's always got to be a bad Terminator. Yeah. It's like, the thing is, is like when T2 came out, it was such <clears throat> a surprise because when Schwarzenegger turned up, you thought he was the bad guy Absolutely, and then it turned yeah. out that he wasn't. Mm. And like, I think they need to forget about the idea that there's a Terminator that's hunting them down and there's a Terminator to save them. Yeah. Like, come up with a brand new concept. Maybe oh. they have this time. Maybe well, maybe they have. Early. I can't, uh, I can't remember, but in Terminator 2, before, in the trailers, did they position Schwarzenegger as the good guy? Oh, I wouldn't have seen any yeah, of the trailers. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested to go back and watch, actually, because do you remember on the last one, Genesis, that they revealed that John Connor was... Yeah. Like a in Terminator. The trailer, yeah, in the trailer, they revealed that. It's like a massive twist as well. <laughs> Sorry, spoilers if you haven't seen it, but it's a shite film. You're not missing much. <laughs> I was going to watch that. Yeah. I wasn't. Ever is, there, gonna watch it. is there a trailer coming out for it there this week? I think it's because it's all part of the San Diego Comic Con yeah. weekend, yeah. right? I think we've got that. Yeah. There's obviously all the Marvel stuff. Yes, yes. Today. We'll we've talk got about that next week. And the one I'm excited for, all the reboot of Jane Silent Bob as well. Oh, I think there's actually a trailer already out. Is it already out? It was supposed to come out on Saturday, I think, yeah. which is what oh, Kevin Smith leaked. of it. No, I think they just dropped it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. let's check that out. You a big Jay and Silent Bob fan? I was a big Kevin Smith fan. Like, his really? first five films are absolutely I quite horrible. enjoy Clarks and Morats, but I'm not a big... Not like Chasing Amy? Chasing Amy's brilliant. Yeah. Think, what about yeah, Dogma right. as well? I never saw that one. Oh, you should watch it. Dogma's good. I don't oh, know. Dogma. Sorry, I thought you said Dogman. I've seen <laughs> Dogma. Also, yeah. have you seen Dogman? Dogma. <laughs> <laughs> Dogma. Yeah, yeah, that was I've his seen, fourth yeah, film. I like Dogma. it, yeah. And then it was Jay and Silent Bob was like his sort of final like wrap up of that universe at the time yeah. and it was sort of like a lot of in jokes and yeah. so if you'd seen the other ones it was like a nice I've always companion liked, piece yeah. to mm-hmm. them all these films I've kind of watched and gone yeah I don't ever need to watch like I'm just yeah. I don't ever see him like yeah as this yeah. genius that some people saw yeah, him as maybe I think. not but he spoke to a generation though he was like a voice of that generation yeah. wasn't he like Clerks 2 I think is really good I never never you, watched you should one. watch it uh, but anything else What's that? Was it of... Tusk, that weird one? Yes, that yeah. was yeah. fucking bizarre, that film. <laughs> so much that. There was the, the other one he did with Ben Affleck when um, Jennifer Lopez as well, when she dies uh, and he has to look after a kid. Uh, God, you can remember that one? Nah. And then he did a, he did that one, that cop-out, he did that, didn't he, and some other uh, rubbish you're films. A, you're quite the Kevin Smith Apparently story. I am, yeah. <laughs> I everyone knew this stuff, no. no. Uh, but I, I'm excited for it because 
Uh, the original Jay and Silent Bob was very much a parody on the popularity of superhero films at the time anyway it was the whole joke was that studios are just snapping up any comic properties they can get mm-hmm. and now it's quite cool to see that they're doing 20 years later when we're in the era of the reboot of comic book heroes that they're doing a reboot as well so I'm interested to see how he parodies that fake Blunt Man and Chronic poster they did yeah. is very very good it's very uh, With, Batman versus Superman Batman versus Superman yeah. but obviously they've gender bent uh, Chronic so yeah. it's a girl now but it's basically got the Captain Marvel uniform oh, okay <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to that. see what sort of take they got. I'm mm-hmm. also interested to see if uh, in 2019 those two are still funny. Yes, because they might not be, because mm, they might, might be dated be jokes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now we can move on to something that is actually important to me in my youth, which was <laughs> the His Dark Materials books. Uh-huh. I remember really enjoying those when I was, I don't know, 11, 12. Yeah, and I they were like along with at the same time as Harry Potter. Yeah. roughly. So I was reading them in the in roughly that same year. I guess uh, his Dark Materials finished a lot sooner than yeah, Harry Potter. Yeah, it was Potter only three did. books. Yeah. I think I only started reading them to all three were out, so I pretty much blitzed them. Yeah, might have even audio booked them. Those were their days, weren't they? Mm. Do you remember audio books? Yeah, they still exist, mate. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> but actual physical cassettes that you'd oh, put in. Oh right, oh you'd go and, like flip over. I remember having one of them for the Mighty Boosh Radio Show. <laughs> Oh, oh God! How weird yeah. is that? Thinking yeah. about there. Do you have any knowledge of his dark materials? No. Dale? Fill me in. Ooh, well, like Craig <laughs> David. That's Craig David lyrics. Here. So, HBO and BBC are doing a series of his dark materials, which is in no way connected to the Golden Compass, the terrible film they made of the first book. I guess which it is, is connected. So, well, it's based <laughs> on the same books. It's, it's okay. based on the same books, but. Basically, they're saying, forget that film ever happened, which people should, because it's not all good. (laughs) Can't say I've seen it. Um, How would you... It's hard to sum up what these are, because they're quite... (laughs) There are different levels, I think. So the grand... I think if you take it as a universe idea, the whole idea of, of the Dark Materials is that the church is effectively like the government okay. and is this horrendous, uh, it's, it's called the magist- Magisterium. That rings about, yeah. I haven't read these for about 10 Yeah, it's years. been a while. So the Magisterium is effectively this, this fairly horrendous um, government state that is that, you know has God as the leading sort of force. It's um, a handmaid's tale. <laughs> sort of, to a degree. <laughs> um, but it's all done from the perspective of, like, uh, is Lyra a teenager or is she ah, preteen? She's, she's preteen. She's probably about 12 or 13. Yeah, and it's kind of all done from her perspective, but her uncle is this... She sees him as an explorer, but he's actually got way more interesting ties. And as the series goes on, you learn a lot more about Lord Asriel and how he's got big plans for God. Oh, God. <laughs> and everyone has their little demons. Yeah, not, so- not everyone. Does everyone have a demon? Almost, yeah, I think everyone does. The whole point is is that your soul is actually on the outside of you and it is in a it's an animal creature form. that can change. Okay, so, okay. It's, kind of, uh-huh. <laughs> it's a hard one to explain. Because yeah, in my head, I can't remember what's a spoiler and what yeah. is mm-hmm. what is known from the get-go. But so, it's so this, HBO it's, and BBC are making this together. Okay. So it and it's a steampunk universe, yeah. so it's going to look very but, grand. Sorry, oh, I think I miss a bit. Is it So is it a word where, like, religious things are proven true like they're factual because oh, the, <laughs> the fact that you say you have a demon like a pet demon it's not so. this world let's put it this way yeah. okay right it's okay a, it's a bit more there's bigger ideas at play but they have elements of our religion yeah. there's definitely yeah. a Christ, and when i say christianity it's almost catholicism in okay. the way that you know how catholicism is very grand in the way that it appears yeah. and you have lots of sigils and the way that ministers dress there's a lot of that to the way that the magisterium is okay but it, i i sort of see it as always been a commentary on how like 
when the church used to be able to be a bit more powerful mm. than they are now it was kind of like a commentary on that okay but it's also a science fiction as well so there's it's i guess it's the clash between fantasy and science fiction okay. but it's got yeah. a good cast it's got james mcavoy it's got nice. i can never remember the name of the actress in logan daphne keen she's yep. x23 um, yeah. manuel isn't it who Lee manuel the Manuel Miranda, yeah, mm-hmm. who play, he gets to play. It, basically, they have good um, sky pirates. Okay, so he's got like a, a, a balloon, and, and he's he got around. a giant um, armored polar bear. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> am, I, am I tempting with this though? Mm. I think a bit all over the place. If I'm being honest, this it's hard to tell from the trailer and the directions they're going how kid friendly this is going to be because the Golden Compass film was very PG. Okay, whereas HBO tend to like to but lean were, a bit more into what were the what was the tone of the books? Was the that first more adult book was based? in my head quite more early Harry Potter, quite teen friendly. I do yeah. remember it I having the old swear dark, in it though. Yeah, and it gets dark and we mentioned earlier, there are moments of quite extreme violence. Yeah. Okay. But I don't know how because it's a BBC production as well, so I don't know yeah. from the trailer it looks to me more BBC than HBO budget wise, but I don't really know the numbers. The behind shooting it. style of it, you know, when you can, when you look at a drama, you instantly know that's the BBC. They seem to have a it's distinct frame rates. Usually yeah, yeah, definitely looks more like yeah. But yeah. it's got like there are overhead segments where you get to see all the airships and stuff like that, and it looks like it's got more money. I mean, it's got way more money than Doctor Who has. Yeah, it's okay, got right. a much better CGI look to it than BBC mm-hmm. Promise to, but it's definitely shot in a more BBC way. So is it is it created by BBC and then uh, HBO were just picking it up? I don't know which US? way. I don't oh. know which way round it is. To I think is it combined effort. I think it might be combined effort in the way that you know AMC have been doing stuff with other studios recently. Yeah. Like I know they've done stuff with Channel and whatnot I have a feeling it's a bit more like that because it does look like it's got more than what the BBC could and afford is it, isn't Killing Eve a bit like that isn't yeah it? yeah. Killing there's Eve. something else I watched recently actually which was like a half and half it's when it started up oh god what was that I'm completely blanking on what it was yeah. but yeah but anyway definitely- I'm looking forward to this because from the trailer they're getting the tone of it right it's yeah. got a right amount of menace to it which I felt the golden compass never really nailed and yeah it looks like it's taken part over most of the first book from that trailer there's elements with it if i remember rightly are quite late on in the book yes yeah so there's a lot from the latter half and also if they if i imagine that it's probably going to be at least two seasons i think they've already booked it for at least two yeah and i'd imagine it would go to three because there are three books but if they end it the way that they end book one God, yeah. that was a cliffhanger and a half. Because yeah. I always felt the books got better as they went as well. And it'd be a shame, because that was the shame of the Golden Compass. We never got the Subtle Knife and the Amber Spyglass, which are the book yeah. two and three. Okay. And they were, in my mind, much better. Also, and much the, darker. the weird names are those are the dark materials. So, like, okay. the, the Golden Compass is, um, is a nickname for what's called an alethiometer, which is basically a. If you can imagine a compass, but it's got runes on it. <laughs> you're right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's your face every time you say him. Every time you say he describes him mad, you look at me again. He's not having this, is he? I know, because I know how you think. And you're, in your mind, you're getting this sounds bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas it is actually very good. Okay, I'm yeah, sure it you, has, you have to sort of trust in it that hey, it, 
I'm sure if you broke down Game of Thrones and I didn't no, know exactly. anything about it, I think yeah. that sounded bollocks as well. Because well, so. like there are the other thing that is actually also, we haven't got it on the running list, but another thing that's been announced this week that wasn't at San Diego Comic-Con is that they're doing a, um, a TV series based on the Inquisitor books, which are part of the Warhammer 40,000 universe. Okay. That I have no idea. In the same way that me trying to explain to you what his Dark Materials is, if I try to begin to explain to you what <laughs> Warhammer 40,000 is, I don't know how we'd start. And the idea of bringing that to an audience that have no idea mm. what this grand sci-fi set in the 41st millennium is. Oh, okay. Is that H- if HBO picked up that? No, was? so the only thing, so we know who's making it, it's Frank Spotsnitz, which who did X-Files? The X-Files yeah. and um, Man in the High Castle mm-hmm. and stuff like okay. that. Um, and the, the it's basically about a, a group of inquisitors that are going around trying to find heresy within the ranks of the Imperium, which is this... That seems can, very much his bag. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you imagine, like, Star Wars, but make it gothic. Okay. Like, full-on gothic fucking madness and the that's, forces of chaos. quite are, a bold thing to do for TV, because that's a I, very stylized. Yeah. if I'm right in thinking, Warhammer 40,000 is very so stylized. So, a, a spaceship in... If imagine, like, something the size of, uh, of Darth Vader's Star Destroyer. Mm-hmm. Imagine that, but it looks like the Houses of Parliament has had a baby with like the most horrendous death dungeon <laughs> that's what the world of the Imperium looks like in Warhammer 40k you've charmed mm. me <laughs> it, if, if they get it right yeah. it will be fucking incredible but I can't imagine anything having the budget to do it like sure, yeah. if you can think of like something like the Red Wedding from Game of Thrones mm. it does that on planetary scale oh my god okay like how that TV thing if it happens I'm gonna be well into yeah. it but <laughs> Well, do you know something I am already well into? Go on. Overwatch. Good Ooh. game, oh, isn't it? Oh, I've heard of this you've game, fallen, yeah. You've fallen off big time, though, haven't you? Ah, When's the last time it. you touched Overwatch? Uh, probably about six months ago. This wow. when, did, when did those traitors leave? When those traitors leave? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Christmas. Yeah, six months year. ago. Yeah, so that's the last time I played it, wow. I think. Yeah. Um, they're introducing Roll Lock and mm. Roll Q, yeah. which... Wait, is that? I, I read a little bit about this. Isn't yeah. this only for like competitive? No, no it's for it's for quick play and competitive. Ooh. It's only on the PTR at the moment, so nothing's absolutely set in stone. Yeah. But I can't believe they won't go through with it at this point, just because a small vocal minority <laughs> are clamouring for. I don't know how small a minority. Right. Maybe that's unfair. Maybe half players want it, half don't. But I don't know if it's half. But there is definitely a good reason for it I'm torn don't get me wrong so do you know what Rolllock no yeah entails? like I have a rough idea but let's explain it for it the explains, audience in case so Overwatch is obviously a game where you have support tank and yeah. DPS characters yeah. uh, DPS is damage per second yeah. if you don't know anything about mm-hmm. that uh, <laughs> and basically they're introducing now that every team must be comprised of two damage heroes two tanks and two healers which is sometimes when you're playing Overwatch you're like why am I the only tank on this team with five damage characters no one's trying to play the game properly which can be very frustrating but also part of the joy of Overwatch is the flexibility and being able like if I'm halfway through a game playing a tank and being like oh well we're not doing enough damage here I'll have to switch to damage just so we can get past this point that's being taken away because It's, it's not just flexibility as well it's like it's unique and approaches and tactics like mm-hmm. what if you did load your team in a very like unconventional system but it caught the other team by surprise because you had a new tactic well like, that's the absolute beauty of it and the yeah. thing is is like i feel that the reason why this has been brought in is so at if have you heard of the term goats 
No, so you, goats, you won't have if you're out of the game now. I feel like I've heard of nothing today. I'm saying I haven't heard of everything. Sorry. So goats is the current meta that is being largely used in okay. the Overwatch and, League. And bunker. All right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But go- <laughs> and goats is basically three tanks and three supports. Okay. So basically, you stick like the chunkiest boys in the game, yeah. and you're just constantly and you're throwing heal them, packs at keeping them, them yeah. alive, yeah. and you just roll yourself into the and enemy. It's the dullest yeah. version of Overwatch you'll ever yeah. play. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, is like, imagine like if you were watching, you know. A, a traditional sport let's say football and it just became the dullest everyone was just playing exactly I mean, the same that mm. did, but things like that tactics like that does happen in football it's called yeah. parking the bus <laughs> yeah but it doesn't make for a fun watch does no, it no no absolutely not no, imagine, no. Yeah. imagine if it's about was, winning imagine yeah. if there was a developer of football just one person in charge of football that could just go you know what we're fed up of watching this so we're just <laughs> yeah. going to change it that's what Blizzard are doing they're basically yeah. saying yeah imagine in football it's like well you're not allowed more than two players in your defensive box anymore it's like well that's, can't do that can you that'd be mad I know mm. So yeah, I am torn because yeah, like I said, I like having a comp and it like I'm someone who will play any character mm-hmm. and fill in where necessary. But the thing is you're going in blindly and you don't know what map you're gonna play. Like there's some maps where I wanna play Lucio, so yeah. I'll I'll pick a heal a bit if if it's not a map I don't wanna play Lucio on, then I might wanna play McCree. Mm. And I have to now preempt that and guess which one of the twenty and odd that's maps the, so is gonna be. Are you just randomly assigned like you have to pick a healer? No, so you go in so now it'd be a screen of like, do you want to play? So you queue for your role. It'd be like, oh, there's a five, there's a, I don't know, two minute wait to play as a healer at the moment. Or it'll tell you there's a 10 minute wait to play as damage. Because obviously probably more than half people in the game just want to play damage. Yeah. I am See, that's the thing. not it's, into this yeah, idea at it's all. It's not like getting to the hero select screen and it's saying there has to be two, two and two. Yeah. Because if they did that, then no one would ever pick the healer, would and they? Would and they just sit yeah. on the no, but I thought it might say... Uh, come up saying you are a healer here's all the, everyone else is grayed you, out yeah. you can only pick it doesn't healers. tell you what you have to do no you get to choose what you want to do which is fine but yeah it just means like halfway through a game you can't change your tactics up greatly like if I you can to only play change as, to another choose, healer exactly yeah. if yeah. I choose to play as tank I can switch between what seven characters yeah which it takes a lot of the fun especially if you're not playing on voice chat with other people you can't like coordinate and be mm. like right if you change to that then I'll change to that And I mean like I don't play Overwatch anymore so it doesn't bother me too much but if I was I feel like I'd be fuming about this because it's so I don't like, mind it too it, much in comp or at least higher level comp like we were saying earlier yeah. if it was like Grandmaster level upwards yeah. they forced you to play the game properly yeah sure yeah. it's like in quick play That's give me the option at least to play whoever I want in quick See, play because in quick play don't they still have where well, you could have five Lucios on a no, team so that's, that's just something that's in arcade and what they've done is uh, they've moved classic quick play which is what we consider normal overwatch into the arcade but right. it's almost by I know that means that the game mode still exists but it does feel a little yeah. bit like Blizzard saying that's not the right way to play though so we're going to put you in this Absolutely. separate pen. like it's just it's just rules and restrictions when it's supposed to be about having fun mm. at the end of the day I get like you said in like in like esports competitions and like yeah. really high level comp, like I get it, yeah. right? It kind of makes sense, but I don't think you should be restricting like cla- just normal quick pay. And the thing is, is like Overwatch is undoubtedly one of the most popular games in the world, mm. which means that actually a small percentage of those people are the grandmaster tier. Yeah. The majority of people that play it are just playing it because they like a bit of Overwatch. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you are someone who actually thinks roll lock and roll crew is a great idea, please do let us know why because. <laughs> I'd like to. I genuinely would be interested to think why yeah. you think it's positive. Yeah. Uh, IGN underscore UK. I got that wrong, didn't I? 
IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com. The only positive like, I can think of is the fact that I am a professional player and I want an even playing field. Oh, I thought you were saying you were. No. <laughs> when you, when no. did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's the only legitimate reason I can think of, really. Like, mm. yeah, mad. Anyway. You haven't been playing Overwatch, but you have been playing a little game on your mobile phone, Yeah, Dale. we say playing. Experimenting is probably the right word. So I was lucky enough to get an opportunity to play Minecraft Earth, which is in closed beta, I believe, yeah. right now. Yeah. It's like very... Has this game been known about for a while? Because I only found out about it about two days ago. Did they announce yeah, it same. Yeah. This week is when I first did heard they about literally, it. Yeah, did they announce it this week I, and just... I don't know. Like, may, maybe it was announced earlier, but we're just not yeah. huge Minecraft so I, I did used to play a little bit of Minecraft years ago. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, just creative mode and just building mad stuff. I never really played the game properly. Yeah. But this kind of does appeal for me, but maybe for about half an hour. Well, I think... Uh, so if you it appeals to you for creative mode, then I think there's more to be had. So for me, I played Minecraft in, exclusively in survival mode mm-hmm. because... I didn't feel like I earned anything if I'm just got all mm-hmm. this material. I, I wanted to make the glass myself, you know what I mean? I wanted to construct <laughs> all these weapons, the, you know, all my iron weapons and things like that. It's like, I felt the journey and I used to play it like a lot, like mm-hmm. just just in always in the same world, just constantly adapting this world and building the world, building giant bridges from house to house is basically <laughs> what I was doing. Uh, but Minecraft Earth at this point, it's, I mean, it is beta, but it's very very limited right now like in what you can do so basically what you can do is it's got elements like pokemon go so you can see your map around you and you can see uh, elements that are nearby you can see like things like a cow and then a box and then a tree and you touch them and then you smash how, them how big is the cow is this a life-size cow i mean it looks the same size as your character so yeah it is it is a huge cow so it's not the same size as me though well it's no it's the same size as your avatar in oh, okay on the map. so is your avatar small then he just looks like a little person. It's oh, like sorry, this isn't, this isn't in the AR bit. No, I was thinking there's a... like a cow in my living no, no, no. room or something. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can, we can, get, you can have that. Uh, okay. We'll get into that in a oh, minute. God. Uh, so, yeah, so that's how you start off. And that's how you acquire all your elements. That's how you gather all your bits. So, obviously, in Minecraft, in the normal game, you go around gra- gathering resources. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't. It, the world isn't Minecraft, basically, when you're playing it. You have to gather resources first. And then it allows you to place a build plate, which is just a tiny little section and they'll provide a pre-made thing which you can gather resources on and build on top of what you can do is extend that build plate though so you in theory you could get ridiculous structures what doesn't seem to be there right now there right now is that you can't play something and it exists like asynchronously so through the, the world that would be right. the funny thing say like you'd build this mad say you put a mad dungeon in the middle of your yeah. living room and then one day I just come round turn my phone on turn on it and I just look in Minecraft I mean, and that's just a disgusting structure in your that's what we want right that is yeah. the dream and to be honest it might it might be there and I might have missed it but it doesn't appear to be like that way and you got to imagine that's the long-term goal. Like they're going to have something yeah. like that. But for now, when you build something, it exists in your build plates and you can go and like, I could open my, open my phone now and replace that again in the studio, yeah. what I built at so home. What I've seen at the moment is quite small scale. Like you can build a tiny little house on a table or something like that. So, I want massive, like, stru- like my dream is to build like a new bridge, o- go down to the Thames, yeah. build a new bridge over it and then try and so, walk over it. Yeah, that would, yeah, that'd be horrible. You're limited <laughs> to the build plate, but the build plate in scale can be adapted depending on where you point your camera and how you set okay. it up the problem is that is so I set up a massive one I set it quite far away from me and it came up and then when you actually get close to it it's huge but you have to be close enough to chop these items down and to place items and if it's 
20 foot in the air you yeah. you can't get out there to build anyway <laughs> so it's not like in Minecraft where you could just fly and go up there and change it so it makes sense to build small so you can completely yeah. actually build it uh, but you can there's it seems to have most of the things that normal Minecraft has like in regards to building supplies and you can also get there's the mob option where you can so far I've only got a cow a chicken and myself my avatar <laughs> but you can I've built a house and I've placed my avatar in there and I've placed a cow and a chicken yeah. and they just roam around going on with their business so if you did build a huge base plate then yeah. you could put a life size cow there and it would you would so be are you to... tempted to fill your house with Minecraft at the moment I gotta say like I said because it it's really like unique and it's cool to experiment with but I had a couple of dabbles yesterday and I messed around in it and took the piss out of it and then sort of not gone back to it since today so I don't know what the longevity is for someone like me but for kids who love Minecraft already, yeah. and like I said, if they build this world where I can place something geotagged in a world and someone else can find that, then like it'll be amazing. The kids will absolutely love it, and I can see it being a big success. Mm. It just, but it's like I said, it's closed beta right now, so who knows what how, what they'll. Mm. It's only do. in two cities, right? It's in yeah, so here it's in, in Seattle. Right? So yeah. I got a question about this though, but it's in it's in London and Seattle, but. I was working from home yesterday and I live in Wickham which is 25 Ooh. miles away from London and I was playing That's that quite game. quite a distance from yes. London. So how legit is this? So yeah, if you're know. in, I don't know, Dartford or surrounding <laughs> areas, if you're in a 25 mile radius of London yeah, and it works. can somehow get a closed beta and it only works on iPhone at the moment, doesn't it? So it's currently available on iPhone but it is coming to so Android I can't as well. Get it. Oh, it is coming. It yeah, is coming, yeah. I can't try it on my old Android. There is phone. a two-player option in there as well so I'm eager to try that mm. and see how they work. I mm. believe it's just like Minecraft where you're just building together which is... But it's interesting to see that, how It's really frustrating yeah. when someone else is chopping blocks down you've just put... <laughs> Super, my niece used to do it all the time. He used to drive me mad. So you're not going to play this with your niece? No, probably not. No. Do you know what else you're not going to play with your niece? The uh. Endless Search. <laughs> Inside, it's a UK IGN crew. Yeah, 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 and ones and twos. We got the games gonna play for you. Inside, I got a question for you. Hold tight, the DJ, we're coming through. Yeah, yeah, and ones and twos. We got the games gonna play for you. Inside, I got a question for you. I mean, I could play with my niece. Not this game, mate. All right. Okay. <laughs> Is this an R-rated version of nah, the end it's, it's not. But, I mean, maybe she'd beat you at it. Who knows? We're going Probably for the not. endless starch. So. We're going for the endless starch. Is she good with word puzzles? I'm not good with word puzzles. Well, she might beat <laughs> you then. Uh, if you can't remember what the endless starch is, it is the game where I've taken five video games here, changed the, the titles games. by one letter... And I'm giving a little down. clue. I started writing down video games. As <laughs> <laughs> if I'm games. not going to remember that. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. So yeah, I've changed each of these video games titles by one letter and given a reasonably cryptic clue. But I've tried to make the first couple easy and then they might get a little tougher. Oh, okay. But okay. He, he's Let's already for a bit right. of the starch. Off we go. Here we yeah. go. An open world game where rodents have taken over a uh, I'll say that again. I'm no Chris Tarrant. <laughs> An open world game where rodents have taken over a fictionalized part of Florida. <laughs> GTA My City. Oh <laughs> god. I was on the rat train. I was thinking rats. Oh, no. <laughs> oh dear. <Yeah>. Dale. <laughs> that was quick though, that was quick. Uh like I said, starting starting simpler. Yeah, yeah, well, that, that was a uh... <laughs> An easy Ooh. intro. Ooh, it's about to get hard, Matt. All right, then. 
It's not the next one. <laughs> <laughs> a horror experience about an alien trying to get home. A horror experience about an alien trying to get home. Oh my god. Um I left that a word oh, because I thought okay. it would be a um too easy. Oh, E.T. It is E.T. Yeah. It, oh, <laughs> yeah. E.T. Yeah. But it's E.T., which is also just the name of the film, E.T. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what's he like? Uh, I thought maybe it was a bit too... I think I got E.T. in my head, but I was like, yeah. so what's the get... Yeah. yeah. It's starting to run dry on these ideas already, right? <laughs> you, you, well, you tell me. <laughs> get the next one, then. A branching narrative where players travel to Michigan to turn into an 80s musician. How did you say Michigan then? Michigan. Michigan? Is yeah. that the correct way to say it? I don't know. You can say it. Say Michigan, where, 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 I thought it was. Michigan. Yeah, okay. I'm anyway, Michigan. I'm, I'm getting distracted on the wrong thing here. Yeah? Can you say it again, please? A branching, <laughs> a branching narrative where players, players travel to Michigan to turn into an 80s musician. Oh, I, I know the game. But what's the point? the musician. Yeah. Now, right? Yeah. 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 Oh God! Do you know the game? You know the game. I know right? the game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What do you what do you okay. think so the it's game the is? Detroit, Detroit become human. Become human, but it's yeah. what the human is. That's right. The human is the word, yeah. right? Oh Ooh. my God! Become. Oh my God! <laughs> this is a, a great exploration of how my mind works <laughs> <Yeah>. backwards. <laughs> Musician that sounds like human, or or is it even human? It might be become. Well, I just no, say because, because into... it's about turning into. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Um. It's the surname of an artist. I gathered. It's if it's not a band. Right, you know? all right. I mean it's not the game, but humanly. You, uh, <laughs> you might you might drive some cars in this game. Oh become God. Newman. It is oh, <laughs> become Newman. <laughs> Motherfucker. There we go. I said it'll get harder. Glad Jesse's not in this one. He wouldn't have a clue, would he? <laughs> wonder, Maybe he could be a big Gary Newman. Yeah, fan. he might I be. I can yeah. imagine that. Uh, yeah. He does like like Jesse. Please of... write into IJN underscore UK feedback. Are you a big Gary Newman fan? I mean, he's our retro boy, right? Does so... Jesse need to write in? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool. So that's two one to map, two to play. It's all to go. Okay. All to go. Who all knows? to go for. All to play for. A battle royale game where the last player to max out their credit card wins. Amex Legends. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you bastard. Oh, he I was thinking of PUBG. Three one to Matt, so he has one Dale, but you so can right. make it a tight affair. I got one, that's I'm happy with Here one. <laughs> Here we go. The creators of the Xbox bring you the most realistic harvesting ruining experience available. Sorry, what? <laughs> uh, the creators of the Xbox bring you the most realistic harvesting ruining experience available. Harvesting ruining? Yeah. I think I know the game. It's, it's uh, the most realistic harvest ruin you could have. Oh, Your crops are fucked. <laughs> <laughs> th I can't think of what the word so is for when your crops you just, are fucked. Yeah, that's probably the key to yeah. this. <laughs> that's what I'm trying to think of. It's like a game you could really play if there's, I don't know, a farmer who's really pissed you off and you just wanted to ruin his harvest season. You just, just fuck him over. <laughs> his crops are fucked. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What do you think the game is, Dale? This could be a clue for Matt. Uh, do you want to say Actually, it? I'm not even convinced anymore, but is no. it Microsoft Flight Simulator? It might be yeah, that game. Yeah. If you know the name for what ruins a harvest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's uh, it's what causes the events of Interstellar as well. 
Oh, Blight. Oh, it is. Microsoft uh, Blight Simulator. There we go. <laughs> what a thriller, eh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, four one to Matt. I feel Murder like Matt. Dale should get a half point because he worked out. Yeah, I don't need your pity. Okay, you can't yeah. have it then. <laughs> Do you know what I need? Your feedback. Okay. Well, you have to preface my feedback. Yes, yeah, so we last week we ran a competition for pairs, 10 pairs of tickets for QuakeCon London happening next weekend, the 24th, is that? I've lost track of days. I think 26th, 27th. It's the weekend after this. And it <laughs> is the 27th. Yes. And if you have been successful, you will be contacted. Yes. And so we're giving we're 10 gonna, pairs, right? Yeah, we're going to wait 10 pairs. We're not going to read out all 10 answers because no, that no. may become tedious. But we've picked out our three very favourites. So mm. it's a little special bonus if you were one of our top three favourites. And Dale is going to read them out. I will. So these three, three people have won. I'm sure Cardi will be in touch with you. But the first one is Paul Stewart. And he has BFG standing for Bruce Forsyth's Gadget. <laughs> and it says, for those who, <laughs> for when those demons don't play their cards right. I know, awful joke. I do you know. What? I don't think that's an awful joke. That's a cardi joke. Though. That's, that's why you don't think it's strong. <laughs> yep. Uh, congratulations, Paul Stewart. Uh, the next one is from Tom Griffin, and he said, Doom Eternal should do a DLC licensing deal with the Prestige and put the fake gun that blew off Christian Bale's last two fingers in the film, Borden's fake gun. <laughs> I like that. That's, yeah. that's thinking on many Very layers. Good. Very on brand there. No, know yep. your audience yeah. as well. You know? And why isn't there Prestige DLC in every game? I know. Right? There's almost like Red Dead could do that quite easily. Get Tesla strong. In it. Yeah, yeah. I love that magic show in Red Dead. How good yeah. is that? I like, I'm tempted <laughs> to boot Red Dead just to go back in there and do it again. Like, did you shoot him in the dick or did you shoot him in the face? <laughs> <laughs> like, I want to know. I, I can't to... remember what I did anymore. Because I've seen I like shot him in the. Yeah, I very much killed him. I shot him in the face. Well, he's, he's catching the bullet with his mouth, right? So yeah, I shot him in the yeah. face and killed him. Um, Oh no, he catches it, doesn't he? I can't, oh, I can't remember what map. But then I, know, I think he catches it. But then I saw. I remember Tamor sent me a video of yeah. someone shooting in the dick, and it actually got. Oh, it's so good. Uh, it's so good. I'm gonna have to rediscover that. Um, this is the last one. Is from Patrick Rawls, and he says, "Banger, fair play, Golden Wonders." <laughs> I think they sent him and his wife sent in about 10 but that was my personal favorite yeah he said just, in brackets he said words i picked up from listening to your show yeah. banga fair play <laughs> golden wonders we do love our crisps <laughs> yeah. But yeah, thank you for your entries there were some great ones there. yeah and yeah you will really be good contacted and i hope you can come because it will be a fun time yeah. at QuakeCon. and all the ones who sent smutty ones you know who you are shame on you <laughs> <laughs> um talking of crisps We've had crisp correspondence, which is a new section. Everyone, I think we asked for what was everyone's favourite crisps. Always, mm -hmm. We always like to know that. So, got one here from Owen Lewis, who says, Walker's Max Strong Jalapeno and Cheese. Thank me later, them. he says. Yeah, I'm not, yeah. I've had the... Um, I don't really have Walker's Max. I always go for I like... Walker's Max. I like, I'm, I like baked The strong ones, ones are strong as well. I've had the hot chicken wings ones, and they oh, are quite spicy. Hot chicken wing crisps. Yeah, they are quite spicy. I it's mean, like you, a Wonka product, isn't you it? You say They're that like it's so out there, <laughs> as if there's not more mental flavours of crisps. What's yeah. the most mental flavour of crisps? Like, Knickknacks usually take... What? Take them, they have some weird... Like scampi flavour, don't they? That's weird. Fish-flavoured crisps. Prawn cocktail, mate. <laughs> I suppose, yeah. That is, what do you think about it? prawn cocktail? Is a mental flavour, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, because it tastes nothing like prawn cocktail <laughs> yeah. as well. But that's like salt and vinegar. Doesn't taste like salt and vinegar, does it? It does. Nah. Did it taste like vinegar to you? Like malt it's vinegar? A vinegary bit. Well, 
kettle chips balsamic vinegar definitely yeah, does have okay, a, yeah, does right, a cut enough, through yeah. um, and we've got another one here from Matthew Jones who says boys don't listen to all these pretenders with their rubbish crisp <laughs> big talk from Matthew yeah there is but one brand of and flavour of crispy and Brannigan's roast beef <laughs> okay <laughs> I think I've had the, are they the same ones that do like the T-bone steak have you had those ones? They're, I've had T-bone oh, steaks, yeah. And yeah. they're slightly bubbly. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if it's that brand or not, but if it is, I believe you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm mad, but yeah, yeah. Big talk. We'll have, yeah. to, so we'll have to get some in. Got Test any crisp on Well, should you mention it? Yes. <laughs> uh, from Jack Deccan. All right, lads. Time to weigh in on the crisp chat. My absolute favourite crisps of all time were the cheese and onion ruffles. Okay, I, I really? don't think I ever really partook in ruffles. No, yeah. I've sort of, in my head, I've got ruffles as they're like a ridge cut crisp, but yeah. they're maybe like slightly they're fluffier. They're like bugles, aren't they? Yeah, maybe. Uh, no, they? that's, then they're, they're more modern Are they something thing, else? They? Ruffles are an older ones, yeah. And they're yeah. more like crinkly sort of They ones. are crinkly, yeah. but I had, you know, whereas like when you think of a crinkly crisp, you normally think of a McCoy, which is yeah. a yeah. big, you know, sort of slab of crisp. <laughs> <laughs> I love McCoy. <laughs> I always got the impression that maybe I'm wrong, but a ruffle was like a slightly more rustly texture. I'm inclined texture. to believe you because yeah. I... Mm. I'm, maybe well, I'm wrong. Maybe yeah. Jack can inform us again yeah. but what the well, texture of the ruffle is. sad that the ruffle no longer yeah. exists. Asda used to sell them, but he can't find them anywhere anymore. Oh, that reminds me of something I used to absolutely love. It's called cheese and ham nibbles. You get them in Sainsbury's, I think, and then they just discontinued them and stopped making them. Well, they they like little every Christmas. Baked, were they like little baked ones? They're like, like mini cheddars, but they had like little bits of like bacon flavour in like oh, inside yeah. them. Oh. They were, good. <laughs> they were good, mate. What I wouldn't give a good time. Yeah, so. I wouldn't give to have them again. Okay. Yeah. Well, you've preempted his question, which is: Are there any crisps that are no longer available that you're a fan of? Yeah, I don't yeah. know if they're technically crisps. Mini cheddar's crisps. They, you I'd say? say they're more of a baked good. Yeah, but anyway, cheese and ham nibbles. Yeah. If you've got any old bags lying around, I don't care if they're out of date. I'll have them. <laughs> you're in the mood for an old bag. <laughs> um, I used to be very fond of the prawn cocktail. What's it? Mm. Do you remember those? Yeah, I do. What's it? They, they went for. A Phase of having loads of flavours of Watsits and yeah. you don't really was see them anymore. Or was it a quite? I remember prawn cocktail flavours. Definitely yeah. prawn cocktail Watsits. They were. Oh wow! Well. Yeah, they were fascinating. They were good. Yeah, you can only get a cheese Watsit now. Yeah, I think they did. They did like a, a beef one, right? I want to say uh, maybe. Yeah. I could imagine yeah. a yeah. Watsit so, yeah. beefy. Yeah, I remember them being quite yellow. Do you know what? I don't see anymore, and I'd, I'm sure they still exist, and they're probably just not the place I'm going to. Yeah. But Monster Munch. Oh, they definitely still exist. Yeah, get them in a meal deal next door, Dale. Can you? Yeah. I think yeah. if they I just don't down see them anymore. The amount yeah. of flavours, because I swear, as a kid, I remember there used to be like bacon flavoured Monster Munch. Yeah, mm. I think they. Now it's just roast beef. beef the now it's yeah, it's just is it yeah, it's roast beef and onion, yeah. uh, pickled, pickled onion. onion and hot and spicy. I think, I think no flaming hot. Yeah. I think yeah. they're called. I just don't see them anymore. But I guess I need to keep my any, eyes open. Any fond memories of crisps? I mean, Matt, there's, there's <laughs> only there's only one, isn't there? Which one? That's the Walker's cheese and chai. Come on. <laughs> You're longing, the, longing for the days of cheese that's, and chai. That's the, the unofficial IGN bring them back. <laughs> You're going to start a petition yeah, for cheese and chai. It's our Sichuan so sauce. Just oh, so you can win yeah. quizzes in future. <laughs> well, if you've got any more, we always welcome... You won't believe it. Whenever we mention crisps, that is when we get the most feedback. Yep. People love talking about crisps. We've got another mundane More thing than we can talk video. about. Um, uh, crisps what? are mundane, mate. It's just yeah, something everyone on. can relate to. That's all. <laughs> yeah. <Do> you know, <laughs> Who doesn't love a bag of crisps? <laughs> yeah. Or baked goods. We'll branch out to baked goods. Uh, cheese and ham nibbles. Cheese and if ham you nibbles, remember those. yes. 
if you can locate them for Dale, please that'd, give that'd them information. That would be amazing. If you get in touch with Sainsbury's for me and tell them to bring yeah. them back. IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com. Yeah, why yep. do you say question mark every know, time? because I normally can nail that and I'm questioning IGN myself today. IGN underscore UK, UK feedback at IGN.com. Um, podcast 500 is but a month away now. Yes. Uh, details are going to be coming out soon. We're looking to release tickets early next week. Well, yes, they're, they're definitely going to go yes. out early next week. Not sure of the day yet. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, one of those. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll tweet it out from the IGN UK account and we'll yeah. probably tweet it out from our personal ones. We'll yep. stick it in the Facebook group if yeah, you're a Yeah, there'll be an that. article on IGN.com yeah. as well. I'm sure we'll, uh, we'll yeah, like tweet it from our personal ones and stuff. So just keep yep. yeah, your ears to the ground. Uh, and they will be reasonably priced. So don't worry. It's not going to... We're not We're not rolling yeah. stones. We've also got some surprises as well, well to go with it. It's going to be a good show. Maybe some freebies. Mm. Mm. It'll be a fun time. Had by all. Just like this podcast was, hopefully. Did you have a nice time, Dale? It's all right. Did you have a nice time, Matt? It was delightful. Oh, I might just go over then. <laughs> oh, music. We're going to have to oh, play music at the end. <laughs> yeah. Should we just play the Terminator 2 music? Yeah, oh, yeah that's, that's good. That's good, isn't it? Dun, 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 dun. Ah! Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.